Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Everyday Truths. Uh, We are, as you know, in the last chapter of our study of the book of Revelation. I have a a mug here that I want to show you. Uh, This was given to me uh, this past summer at Teen Extreme Camp, at which I spoke uh, there at Pensacola. And this was from the Orange Team, Hebron Baptist Church. The sticker's kind of coming off, but I still love that mug. So Hebron Baptist Church, if you're listening, thank you for the mug. Appreciate that. And uh, thank you again for joining in. Uh, Revelation 22, we just covered two verses last episode talking about the fountain of water that comes out of the throne of God, talking about the tree of life uh, that is now accessible uh, to God's people and the life, the healing, all of it that comes ultimately through Christ. He's our source, the lamb. Look at verse number three of our text where it says, and and there shall be no more curse. So for these 6,000 years, we have lived under the curse of sin and all of the negatives that sin has brought. I thought it might be wise for us to even just go back to at least read it. Genesis chapter number three, uh, verse number 14. Remember when uh, God had had called Adam and Eve and they had come out of hiding and, and the curse was pronounced. And the Bible says, the Lord said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. And so here's part of the curse. Above all cattle, above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So I like to think that the reverse of the curse in uh, the uh, New Jerusalem includes no more snakes. Now that would be heaven. Uh, look at verse number 15. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed, her seed, it shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. That's a reference to Christ and his victory over Satan. But look at verse number 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow thy conception, in thy, and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband. He shall rule over thee. So there... Uh, uh, woman was made to be submissive to her husband. Uh, there would be sorrow in childbearing. The Bible goes on to talk about sorrow in work, uh, labor. Uh, the, the ground would not yield its fruit readily and easily, but work and tilling and all of that that would go along with it. The curse. So the Bible says here in Revelation chapter number 22 that, that there shall be no more curse. So remember, we're not just talking about the new Jerusalem. We're talking about a new heavens, a new universe, a new earth. And there is no taint. There is no aftertaste or aftermath of sin. It's all been eradicated. Verse number three again, but the throne of God and of the lamb shall be in it. 
and his servants shall serve him. Remember a last episode how we talked about uh, misconceptions that we have of heaven and of eternity? And many of those misconceptions are simply because we've allowed someone's imagination or some artist rendering to color the way we think about eternity. And we need to be informed by the Word of God. That's where truth lies. The Bible says that in this eternal state, the Bible says that his servants shall serve him. So there's going to be work, a productivity, service in heaven. Sometimes we think, well, we're just going to float on a cloud and play the harp and sing songs and count sheep. No, there's going to be, I don't know where that count sheep came from, but no, there's going to be work and productivity and discovery in heaven, uh, in eternity, I should say. Look at verse number four, and they shall see his face. Uh, I can't think of a more exciting part about eternity than that, that we will be able to look into the face of God. Remember, Moses so desperately and eagerly wanted to see God face to face, and God wouldn't show him his face. And yet the Bible says that we will see clearly the face of God. We'll have that opportunity. Now the Bible says that, that we, can, we can see things, eternal things, somewhat the light of the gospel of grace Uh, Paul said, now we do see, but we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. And there's coming a day when we will be in this place, coexisting with God in the same space, seeing him face to face. I can't even begin to even, how could you even begin to imagine what that will be like? And then the Bible says, they shall see his face His name shall be in their foreheads. There will be a permanent identification, a mark on our body, permanently identifying us with our God. Remember in the tribulation, the mark of the beast, the identification with Satan and with his leadership will be a mark on the forehead. The forehead is the prominent spot. The forehead is that which we don't hide. We show everyone that we see, everyone that we face with our countenance, our forehead is the prominent spot. And so prominently, we will be identified with God. Uh, publicly, we will be identified with God. Everybody will see. That mark will be the mark of ownership, uh, the mark of identification. And so what is eternity? A place of service, a place of worship, a place of life, a place of identity, then a place of belonging in that sense. Look at verse number uh, five. And there shall be no night there. We've talked about this several times. Uh, It's not that there's no uh, marking of time. We talked about that um, uh, last episode, I think, with the trees bringing forth fruit, the tree of life bringing forth fruit month by month. But there'll be no more night. Remember, the gates won't be shut by night, because there is no night. They'll be open by day, but it's one eternal day. And there's no need for night because night is guided by, you know, the, the rotation of our earth uh, the in relation to the sun. But the sun is not the light source anymore. The moon is not the reflective light source anymore. 
Uh, God is the light of heaven, illuminating that transparent city, that awesome structure. And so no night there. Then the Bible says this, and they they need no candle, no, no man-made illumination source, neither light of the sun, no God-made illumination source, because God is the illumination source. For the Lord God giveth them light. And what light does he give them? He gives them the light that is himself. See, uh, we would not apprehend God. We're not God willing to make himself apprehendable. Uh, We didn't turn the light of God on in our life. God turned his light on in our life. So the, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. And God is the great initiator. And the grace of God that brings salvation, even today, hath appeared to all men. God has lighted every man that cometh into the world through the the grace of Jesus. It is ours to respond to the light that is God. And the Bible says that God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. So what will this be? This will be the eternal state. It's not a thousand years. It's not Daniel's 70th week. It's not three score and 10. And all the other ways by which we limit seasons and times and lives and lifespans. No, this will be a forever and forever. Have you ever just tried to think about eternity? I mean, just stop and think about eternity. The time will never, there will never be an end. Never an end. Never. I mean, I start thinking about that, and my little brain just begins to overheat. I mean, I need some antifreeze. I need some something in there because it just begins to overheat when I think about forever, the concept of eternity. And then the Bible says that they shall reign. Now, we love to sing about God reigning forever and ever, but the Bible says they shall reign forever and ever. So we rule and reign with him. Reign over what? A reign over God's creation, his new creation. And then reign is a word of overcoming. It's a word of victory. So what is our future for eternity? Our future is to live in eternal victory, uh, an an, an eternal conqueror, more than a conqueror, through him that loved us. So what is heaven? Heaven is just an expansive, unending time of union with God, face-to-face, blessings from God, living water, tree of life, service to God, serving Him, working for Him, reigning with God, victory. I mean, no matter what part of verses 1 through 5 you read, no matter which metaphor you use, it speaks to the wonder and the blessing that our future will be. And listen, my friends, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'm reading your future. I'm looking into the the book about your reality, and this is it. You're reading your story right here because you're wrapped up in Christ. His story is your story. Praise the Lord for it. Well, tomorrow we'll jump into uh, verse number six and uh, continue on with our last chapter. Thanks for joining us. means a lot to me. Hope you have a great day today in the Lord, and we'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. 
Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.